We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg. Yes. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. TJ Hawkinson. Yes. They did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? All right, guys, welcome back to Twitter Spaces for our live show after the Lions and Seahawks game. My goodness, what a football game. What a football game. The final score in that football game ended up being, what was it, 51-29, something like that. It it was a a 51-29 football game, man. That was something that caught me totally off guard. Coming into this game, I'm like, this is going to be a slugfest. This is going to be just a boring football game, probably. But that was the complete opposite of this game. Uh, let me just introduce my co-host. I'd even do that because I was so excited. Uh, Malcolm, how you doing, my man? No peer with us. What's happening, man? I'm here. I am. I'm live. I am. I'm good to go, man. Let's go. Let's get this well, show like, rolling, you know, bro. Before, you know, before sure. the game, I was like so off guard by the Antonio Brown stuff. I'm like, dude, I, I, I just don't know, man. I don't know how I'm gonna watch this football game with a straight head, and I, I don't know if I'm gonna see anything as crazy as that. And it wasn't as crazy as that, so I'm not gonna compare it to it. But the Lions tried their best to make it as crazy as that. It, they didn't do it, but. My goodness, what a football game. Like, I, I know we lost the football game, but that was a hell of a football game. Just from an entertainment standpoint, um, the Lions made this one really, really entertaining. And I appreciated that. I, I haven't been as entertaining from a Lions game in a while. So that, that, was, that was fun, man. What's your thoughts on this game? I know we lost the game. Uh, are you, like, somewhat kind of, like, just excited after the game, even though we just got our freaking ass whooped? excited not really i mean i like to fight i really like to fight in in this team um they tried their best to make interesting even though that they were down you know half of the day roster was was out and you know a lot of their key players were out you know they tried to make it make it a game you know it was tough but 
you know, as far as me being excited, like, woo, exciting. No, no it, they, they no, lost. You, you shouldn't be like, woo, <laughs> like, like that, but like, that was fun. You agree that was fun. That, that was that was a fun game. You know, they got the, the old lineman involved, you know, Taylor Decker with the touchdown. That was, that was exciting, you know, um, seeing Taylor Decker get a touchdown. Uh, it, it was fun. I mean, they, they made it interesting. They made it as interesting as possible with our current situation. Can I tell you all the unique things that happened during that drive of the Taylor Decker touchdown? Go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah I know you tweeted about it. I know you, I know you made a list. What happened? The Lions drive? have converted an onside kick, first of all, just to start off the drive. That was a wonky play, first of all, that Seattle ended up, or it was a booth review. Uh, they tried to take it away from us, but we recovered the onside kick. All right, so so that, yep. that's first of all. The ref, Tony Car- uh, Carenzi, gets, he trips on himself and gets knocked out for a whole possession. He, he's in the booth. Poor guy. He's getting, he's getting evaluated. Yep. You know, the referee's out. The Lions convert a fourth yep. and three to a, a man who yep. had another unbelievable game. The Sun God, Amon Ross, Sam Brown. Woo! The Lions attempted a pass to offensive lineman Matt Nelson. Incomplete. Matt Nelson drops yep. the ball. And then to end off that beautiful drive, Taylor Decker gets a receiving touchdown. His second receiving yeah. touchdown in his NFL career. And just put a make a note out there that uh, it's official that uh, Taylor Decker officially had more touchdown um, for the season than Kenny Galladay. That's that's wow. Does Taylor Decker have more catches than Nevin Lawson? Catching the ball, like just catching the ball in a game. We all know, man. Come on, why, why so would Nevin, you even break that? That's so, not, Nevin that's... Lawson has like what one interception in his whole NFL career, I think. <laughs> that happened this year. Shout out to him, man. Yeah, and Taylor Decker has two career NFL touchdowns. Yeah, so Taylor Decker has caught the ball physically more times in NFL game action. Then Nevin Lawson, a starting corner for multiple years. That is absurd. I mean, Nevin Lawson is a, I mean. Uh... I'm talking about an offensive tackle. I'm not talking about like a tight end. I'm not talking about a receiver. I'm talking about an offensive tackle. I think what's more is, is that he has more touchdowns than Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay plays receiver in the, the whole year. That Taylor Decker has, he got paid a lot of money, a hell of a lot of money. And Taylor Decker this year has more touchdowns than him. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah. And, and how about that same exact drive the Lions tried to get another offensive lineman the ball? They tried to give it to Matt Nelson. He drops the ball, and then you're like, you know what? Well, well, well you know what? He actually had it. He, that play got broken yeah. up. That was, that was a catch. He, he should have caught that, but it got broken up. And then, you know, you get a couple plays after after the face mask. You get a touchdown by an offensive lineman like that. That is just you s- do that back to back. It's ballsy. That's ballsy. You've seen so many different things in this game. I just appreciate the creativity of the game, even though you lost, and just just the entertainment value. Because I I, I didn't I wasn't excited coming to this game. I'm like, okay, here we go. We're watching line Seahawks, and after that first half, I I'm like, dude, we have to watch a whole another half of this. I'm so glad I watched the whole half of it because it was amazing. That second half was so fun to watch. So um, let's start offensively, man. So Tim Boyle's out there. You have all these backups out there. You're receiving cores, Amon Ross St. Brown, and a bunch of guys who just haven't had much of an opportunity or when they've had the opportunity just haven't really done much with it. 
You watch this game. The Lions scored 29 points all offensively. What's your takeaway offensively and what you saw from Tim Boyle today? First thing first, man, Amon Ross St. Brown is the truth, man. We got to just put that out there. That dude is, he is the real deal. I've been saying that, you know, said last week, said it the week before. This dude is the real deal. And I love what I'm seeing from him. And he just continues to ball out, no matter who's throwing him the goddamn ball. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. That's first thing yeah. first. And what, what else? Like, what else from this offense did you see? Positive or negative? Yeah, Monroe St. Brown's a beast. Yeah, Monroe St. Brown's a beast. Um, a little disappointed as far as how our running game went. I'm not sure if Seattle if Seattle uh, contributed to that. Like it was if it was them that caused our, our running game to look uh, kind of iffy. But I, I think I, I like the way they they use Swift. I mean, I, I know they said there there gonna be no limitation on Swift, but Swift only got four carries, and he got 32 yards. You know, one he had that one 31 yard pop at the end of the um, end of the half. But yeah, but besides that, he wasn't getting much touches, which was weird. Um, you see most of the touches going to Jamal Williams. So that was a little weird. Um, seeing Tim Boyle throw the ball 37 times is not ideal. I don't think that was the game plan going in. You you never wanted to see your backup, Tim Boyle, say, okay, we're going to have Tim Boyle almost throw the ball almost 40 times. That's not going to lead you to victory. I mean, I, I some things I saw from him, but he's he's not it. He He's not it. Yeah, I mean – it wasn't a game plan to come in and I think throw the ball that many times. And I know you said you came into the game thinking that it was going to be a Pittsburgh-Cleveland type game like we saw earlier in the year. But yeah. the difference in this game compared to those games, they had to do that in this game. Because in those games, the game never really got out of hand. In Pittsburgh, you were actually leading. And then in Cleveland, you were only down, what, three points? Maybe like a touchdown. Like you weren't down that much. In this game, at halftime, it was thirty-one to seven. So, like, like you want to be in your identity to run the ball, but at some point, I mean, you got to try to make some type of a comeback and score some points, and it has to be quicker. So, you're going to have to do that from the passing game. So they ha- they were forced into a situation to start passing the ball, whether they like it or not, if they want to have any chance at coming back. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm just talking about the the touches they contributed with the touches, like having um, Williams have 11 carries. Like he Williams, you know, had the most carries out of all of our backs. So that that's what was like, you know, that was kind of weird to me that Williams, Jamal Williams, was getting the mo- the bulk of the carries. But yeah, I get it. They were down. They they needed to find a way to get back into the game and. It, even though Tim Bowles is your quarterback for now, um, he's your backup, and he's in the game, you got to try to get yourself to be in position to get yourself back in the game. And, yeah, I, I, th- that is the reason why he threw the ball almost 40 times. But that's just not, not yeah, ideal. No, definitely not. Do you think they're trying to ease DeAndre Swift maybe just back in? You know, he hasn't played since Thanksgiving. That's when he suffered that injury. You got two games left. Now you got one game left after this. You got the, you know, home op- or uh, home finale versus the Packers. Do you think maybe it was just a game to just kind of ease in DeAndre Swift into game action, really not use him? I know they said he has no limitations and we're going to feed him the ball, but do you think that might have been just more coach talk? I don't I don't know, man. I mean, he's still he, – he's he's out there. He's, he's one of your best weapons. I mean, 
he's a guy that you gotta you have to try to get him involved. If he's out there, he, he got you gotta get him involved. Yeah, I mean, I I agree, uh, but I I think with just the last two games, you're really not playing for anything. Like I know you want to win the game, obviously, but. I think it's just kind of seeing what you have and what type of formations, what type of packages that you could maybe bring into the offseason and just kind of getting a, a little bit of a test. Like, these games essentially at this point of the season, as late as we are and the circumstances that we're in, they are essentially almost preseason games. You're kind of just getting looks at guys, and I thought that's what they're almost doing. I know Jamal Williams got the bulk of the carry, so that probably doesn't make sense. Like, if it was Craig Reynolds, maybe that adds more to it. But I'm I'm looking more from packages standpoints rather than you know um, than the player itself who's actually running it because we saw some wonky looks at that backfield like it was one play where I think it was Reynolds the fullback and then we had DeAndre Swift in the backfield with him like there was a lot of wonky looks that we saw during this game you saw Monroe St Brown again in the backfield and he actually got a rushing touch on this game uh, that kind of caught Seattle off guard so I I, I kind of wonder. I, if they're just looking at more packages right now than certain players, you know, as late as we are in the season. It's a, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. But, yeah, I mean, I kind of – I'm not sure how he's, you know, feeling. I'm not sure if he's 100%. I don't know because they look like they use him more as a decoy. And that's probably smart for what you had out there because none of these guys outside of Monterey St. Brown are really intimidating you. So, like, just having the physical <laughs> presence of DeAndre Swift – I think it's huge. Yeah. I mean, you have to be honest while he's on the field. So, and, and outside of Monroe St. Brown, they had nothing. So it, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they're just trying to ease him back in. He got one game left. Um, Talent-wise, we had nothing. But shout out to um, Cordero Hodge, man. He had a huge yeah, game. Not, not probably his best game as a line. Close, yeah. It's for sure his best game as a line. Had a huge catch. Nice touchdown. Saw a little bit of Trinity Benson. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we had no other options. We literally had no other options. Yeah, I mean, we had who? Uh, Tom Kennedy out there. He didn't get a catch, but he had some yeah. targets. Uh, you know, <laughs> it is from what we had. From what we had, it was it was tough, man. I will say, um, I am not in favor of. I think his name is Ross Travis, the backup tight end, wearing number forty eight as a tight end. Just. Rub me the wrong way. Looked very bad out there. Um, should be immediately changed. <laughs> I gotta go back and rewatch. I gotta. I gotta go back and rewatch him. I, I don't know how terrible he was as far as our tight ends. Oh, I'm not saying as a player he did anything like that stuck out to you. I'm just saying the number itself, number forty eight. Oh, just the, the number forty eight. Oh, you wasn't feeling that number. And you know why? You know? No, it, I I don't why. And and there's a reason why. And then that that number should never be worn by the Detroit line ever again. And to see it on Ross Travis, seriously, just, it is what it is. Seriously, seriously, yes, it is what it is. But I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure they 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 value like the the legend of a long snapper like that. Well, they, well, they should not give his well, number. They should, out. and it shows you how bad. I, I, I don't. Lions PR team has already gotten a lot of shit from me. You know what they did already? They, it was week three, Calvin Johnson's you know Hall of Fame ceremony. <clears throat> we have. Freaking Sheila Ford is, is the one doing the, you know, introducing Kelvin. The Lions PR team, uh, the Lions yeah, PR team has, has dropped the ball multiple times this year. This is one of them. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know if they care too much about that number. I mean I, I, I guess you but <laughs> different I guess story for a different day. But whatever. If we got one game left, I think I could hopefully get by with one game of seeing forty eight as a tight end. And you know, well whatever it is what it is. All right. Um defensively. I want to talk about defensively. Yikes. What happened? What happened? Yikes. We couldn't stop a, the run if our life depended. That, that zone run destroyed us. Destroyed, completely, completely destroyed us. Penny was able to do whatever the hell you wanted to do back there. The line? It was the. The lines are having tough times like the, with those bowling ball running backs, like those bigger style running backs. You saw a couple weeks ago in Denver with Javante and Melvin Gordon, they couldn't really stop them. And today kind of gave you the same vibes defensively. They couldn't stop Rashad Penny. At all, it's 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 a lot of the zone blocking, the the zone runs. Those those really bother Detroit because when they get their linemen moving, they just find these holes, you know. And yeah, I, 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 it was just like an all day thing. We couldn't stop the run, and then once we couldn't stop the run, that's just that's just giving the game to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson could do whatever he wanted at that point. Who's the main blame for that? Uh, who's the main blame as far as for not being able to stop the run? Is it a player? Is it a scheme? Like, like, what, like what's? I don't think it was a player thing. I don't think it was a player thing. They just did a really good job as far as their offensive line. They're they're running the ball really well. So you're just giving credit to Seattle in, in this in this circumstance. Yeah, I mean, when when you're when you're ag. And you're playing against the Seattle Seahawks. You, you got to pick your poison. You know, do you take your your safety? Do you drop them in the box and leave your hurt uh, your hurt secondary on the island? Is that what you want to do? So it was a lose lose situation essentially offensively for you. Pretty 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 much, man. Pretty much. I mean, you just at that point you had to your front seven had to you know try to control the run and they they couldn't. It's fair enough, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they, they they couldn't stop the run. And then once they got that run game going, it, it really opened up everything offensively in the passing game. Lions did not have an answer for DK Metcalf, especially in the red zone. He ended up with three touchdowns. He, he was just too much of a weapon. And I said this was going to be a big test for the corners that you had out there, if that was Will Harris, Fatima Lafanu. And and it was. It was a really big task for them, and it was a tough task for them. 
especially that one DK Metcalf touchdown, I believe it was the second one, where the Lions went on the zero coverage. They brought everybody, and DK Metcalf. He did yeah, double move. I mean, you can't even blame Will Harris. That that caught me off guard. When you think you have a zero blitz, you think the, you know the pressure is going to be there immediately, and that's what the broadcast said, and it's right. And you know, when you know you're calling it zero blitz, you just think it's going to be a straight shot right away. It's going to be one on one, and if he catches it, you tip your hat. But no, DK Metcalf pulls a double move, gets Will Harris, you know, on his back foot, and is wide open for a touchdown at that point. Russell puts it right in the money of that throw. Yeah, that was a slow go. It was a slant and go. Um, yeah, there was not much he could do. It was this this is a tough a tough task, you know, to to ask your, you know, those guys are are secondary to play uh, cover zero with no help. I didn't expect the run game to be this bad, or the run defense to be this bad this week. I, like I I knew we came into the game, but dude, I I didn't, I didn't like expect to have up 51 points and like it wasn't even close to that like my final score prediction was 24 to 9 i was completely off on that but i the game the way the game went caught me off guard a little because the seattle seahawks have been struggling you know in general on both sides of the ball and you know i i I was a bit shocked for how how badly they got us because our defense has been playing with some confidence the last couple weeks they've been able to stop the run but today was just not one of them. I mean, they got manhandled in every phase of the game, especially defensively. Yeah, I know. I mean, I got to go back and watch it to see what happened, to see what happened. Like, could it be, you know, somewhere where I know know Brockers in the play? Do you think Brockers was, like, that much of a significance where, like, that's what happened? Like, I I was thinking that during the game, but I'm like, even when we had Brockers, we've had these, like, type of games before, but... I don't know, man. I I don't know either, man. I'm not sure if it was just Brockers as he was the reason why. I mean, I know he was out, but man, <laughs> we could stop the run to do anything this week. It didn't matter when at, at any point in the game, even like when the lines were stacked in the box. There was some times where they got like they, you know they stuffed him in the backfield to when it was, uh, it was Rashad Penny running, but very very minimal times and. Right from the gate, that's where the game almost kind of got out of hand when you know Rashad Penny got the big run going, and it, it was really tough. But I got a, a special host coming on that caught me off guard. Pierre, what are you doing here, man? Yeah, yeah, Pierre, what the hell are you no, doing? No, nothing, here, man? you guys. This guy delayed for like an hour. It's fine. So, um, what do you call it? Regarding the game, guys. I mean, honestly, when you look at all the injuries the Lions had. QB one, wide receiver one, wide receiver three, all three tight ends, the center, the right guard, your top edges, uh, Michael Brackers, Alex Anzalone, Josh Woods, your top cornerbacks. It's hard to overcome all that. Absolutely. Um, but what did you see defensively that was so different from the last couple of weeks? Because Lions tackling, tackling, lack of effort. Um, the tackling was awful. I mean, we, it was a mess. we've seen the Lions but, give up big running games, but not anything like this. This was really bad. Yeah. Was was do you think do you think Alex Anzalone was that much of an impact um, as well? I think Michael Brackers helps you too in that in that scenario too. I don't know, man, because we had I mean, like last week we played Atlanta, who's been a solid running team this year with Cordell or Patterson and Mike Davis, but we did a really good job versus them. Like we we have we had sure Alex Anzalone out that game. 
I know we had Dan Brockers this game. I, I don't know. I did. I, I don't know if Brockers was that much of a of a piece where you went from a solid run defense to. I mean, today looked like they were one of the worst run defenses in the league. Just from today, I'm evaluating. Today yeah. did they looked bad? And you know what? You know, I've heard Dan Campbell say probably recently. He said just recently that Michael Brockers just has been one of a key piece for this defense. Now, you don't really see it too much because you're like, what the hell did Michael Brockers did, you know? But maybe he's that guy that, you know, eats up these blocks and leads the way for somebody else to make a key play. So it's always like a cause and effect. Maybe there's one guy who's, you know, causing the play and then the other guy eats it up. So I don't know. Maybe maybe Michael Brockers is a big piece for this defense and was a big reason of him not being there on why we couldn't do anything to stop this run game. That, that's interesting. And then um... – also, I think when you want to stop a running game, you don't want to have too much in the box because if you do that, you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett against Will Harris and Ifatu Malafanu. Those are like young guys. Will Harris, third start at corner. I believe Malafanu second or third. I don't know. Um, but both guys are young, inexperienced at cornerback. So you also want to have help there. I think that's also another reason why they had so many running lanes because Detroit wasn't always stacking the box, right? They were playing too high. That's true. Yeah, uh, it, it was really bad today. <laughs> it was really bad. guys. I mean, Tyler, you actually called this. You're like, this is going to be like a like the Broncos game, and it kind of was. It's just yeah. hard to overcome all these injuries, and then the the um like the turnover on downs hurt. If you convert that, maybe you have more momentum, uh-huh. right? The turnovers hurt. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, they they fought till the very end. They they made it a two score game at some point during the game. And like, that's still somewhat kind of a blowout, but like, you know, they, they played really hard. They played, you know, they, they, they were scoring the ball a lot better than I thought they would, especially versus a team who's been really good at stopping team from scoring too much. And I thought the lines, you know, they got really creative and that, that's a big kudos to Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson and whoever had a say in this offensive play calling, because, it was the most pretty game offensively. You know, you didn't get your run game going, and you, you didn't have your playmakers out there. And Tim Boyle did throw, what, two, three interceptions, a lot of turnovers. But they found a way to score 29 points, and that's still really impressive at the end of the day. Yeah, I don't know, but giving up 51 hurts Oh, more, no, right? I'm not. That, <laughs> yeah. That's just like, you know, if you're looking at the glass half full, I thought there was some positives in this game, like, when you watch that Broncos game, there really wasn't much of anything. You couldn't get anything going offensively. Defensively, it was obviously a, a total mess. This game, it was a total mess in the first half, but they kind of responded. They got creative. I was just glad to see D.C. kind of just try some stuff offensively. This this go, go around compared to like the last time when, you know, when Tim Boyle started versus Cleveland or when we had Jared Goff those couple games versus, you know, um, Chicago and we had him versus uh, Pittsburgh and those games it was just so conservative just relying on the run game the Lions tried different things today getting creative and I I just appreciate the creativity and it it worked it sometimes and sometimes it didn't work but it is what it is you got one game left I I, I respect the creativity of the game and even though you lost this game in in a blowout fashion yeah I'm with you bro when you're missing like all those weapons Reynolds Raymond your top three tight ends your right guard, I mean, Ragnar's out for the year, right? When you're missing a lot of pieces on offense, 
you just kind of have to get creative. And we haven't really seen that in the past with Detroit. With Campbell, we're seeing that more now. Like a few weeks ago, he got Raymond. He got creative with Raymond a little in the red zone. Today, he got creative with Amon Ross St. Brown, Taylor Decker. Even Matt Nelson had a target. He didn't catch it. But it's just nice to see some different creativity yeah. going on. I mean, today you rolled in with probably in the training camp because Pickney was with us in the training camp. This was probably your fifth tight end on the depth chart at the time. He was your starting tight end today. And then Ross Travis, I believe his name was, something like that. Um, yeah. I don't think he was even in your organization. He might have been. Whatever. If he was, he was very, very low on the depth chart. And those were your guys you rolled into this Sunday. And, you know, they scored 29 points. Like, I know you gave up 51 points. You got killed. But it is what it is, man. Like, they, they put a fight. They kept it. I can't say they really kept it a game, but you, you know what it is. You're like it, it, it was fun. It was entertaining. Entertaining. It was really somewhat entertaining. I, I, this is the most right. entertaining game I think of the year. Mm, I don't know about. I don't know. When I say entertaining, I mean like laughing and stuff. I was like laughing my ass off during this whole game. Mm. I wasn't. You were laughing like in that second half. Not really, bro. I was like, all oh. right. Let's I was like, cracking up. I didn't. I didn't uh, want the game to end. I was so entertained. I was glued to my TV. I, I I haven't been that glued to a Lions game in a minute. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really know too much about that. I mean, he's, <laughs> like I don't know. I I, I thought it was it, it was different. It was fun to watch. I I I appreciated it today. Yeah, it was it was, it was all right. But then you start seeing the turnovers. You're like, oh, what the fuck, man. That added to the humor. It was entertaining. That was entertaining to me. That that was humorous to me. I thought it was. That's it. I thought it was. You thought it was hilarious. Yeah, not me. Who cares? It's yeah, Tim I don't Boyle. think it's like who gives the hell? It's Tim Boyle. <laughs> like I get it. There's no stock into this. This is literally preseason football almost. It was fun, guys. On the bright side, we have a top two pick. We do. I mean, that was a. No matter we have won these next two games, I think we'd add a two top two pick. No, you could have won these last two games and and fell to three, actually. So we next week, we, we could potentially see like the Packers win tonight. I think, and someone else has to lose. I forgot who has to lose. The Packers clinched number one seed, so the Packers might rest their starters next week. Did the Cowboys win today? They lost. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I think the Packers won. I think they clinched. If I'm not mistaken. So if they win, they clinch. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me, but I think they would have a two-game lead on the Rams, who is the Can number two seed. potentially see Jordan Love versus Tim Boyle? Maybe? Oh, please. Oh, that would be that <laughs> even be more humorous to me. That would be so entertaining. I would love every second of that. Tyler, you should get tickets to that game. I would. Tim Boyle versus old team <laughs> versus Green Bay. After all those deal downs, he's going to start. Oh, I would shift the Lions to win the game. Oh, I'd be all in. I'm invested. Yeah. Um, that's where we are. That sounds so. That sounds so funny. That sounds so funny, and and, and so like I I, I want to watch that game. I hope that is the case. So I never thought uh, I would say this. Go pack, go baby. Let's clinch the clinch the number one seed today. Stop. Clinch the number one seed today. I want to see Jordan Love versus Tim Boyle next week. All right. So with that being said, uh, do you guys have anything else about this game? <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I don't know if you guys brought this up, but I'm in Ross St. Brown, man. Beast. Yep, we brought it up. <laughs> Beast. We, I posted on my like Instagram the other day. I was like, is he a franchise receiver? It was about like three, four weeks ago. And some people said no. Some people, majority said no. A couple said yeah. I personally think he's a franchise receiver. When I say franchise receiver, I don't necessarily mean number one. I think he could be here for like the next five to ten years. Like he's don't that type of player. He, he, he's going to be number one. Don't worry. He's getting better every single week. He's a guy that's getting better every single week. I don't put too much. Yeah. If you look at if you look at if you look at his um the numbers, the last since December since the first week of December, he's his numbers is top five. Now I'm not saying he's a top five receiver, but you know from what he's doing and what he's, I think he's gonna be a, I think he'll be a big piece in our wide receiver core for many, many, many yeah, years. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't put too much stock into the whole wide receiver one, wide receiver two, because at the end of the day, that really does not matter to me, what you are considered. Wide receiver one, wide receiver two. In the NFL, you need more than one guy. You need a core of receivers. I mean, you had for multiple years a wide receiver one. His name is Kelvin Johnson. You need a core of receivers, and I think Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be a part of that core of receivers. If he's one, if he's two, if he's three, I don't really care what they they call him. He's going to be a starting receiver for your team for a long time. That's what really matters at the end of the day. So is Amon Ross St. Brown a franchise receiver? Yes or no? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I like like I what I like I see those tendencies. I see the I see the the golden the old golden tape like the, the younger golden. I see that in him. I see Debo the Debo Samuels. I see that in him. I I'm not saying he's Debo Samuels. He's not Debo Samuels, but I see that in him, and you could use him. Like like San, the way San Francisco uses Debo Samuels, so I think he's a do it all back. Keep having him backfield, have him run plays. You, you saw him get a running touchdown today. Yep, yep. that was yeah, nice. I, he 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 can, he can do it all. I think I think you could use him the same exact way. I think he could be that same type of impact player. I, I like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good comparison. I don't think he's as fast as Debo, but yeah, like the way that they use him, I think. Oh, he's not. Yeah, they could use him in a similar. Similar style, and he's got like that yak ability, like GT, like you said. Uh, they were com- who were the coaching staff comparing him to the other day? Ah, oh, shit, this is gonna piss me off. Heinz Ward, Heinz Ward, that's Heinz who Ward. Was, yeah, that, that's who uh, Heinz Ward, that's who Antoine Randall compared him to, and someone else, I think one of the one of the broadcasters, I believe it was, compared him also to Heinz Ward as well. So I've heard it a couple times that that's also a comparison. That's a little before my time. Do you see that in him in a little yeah, bit, Malcolm? Well, the thing is with Heinz Ward, he wasn't. They never <laughs> use him in the backfield. I think that's this something that's new that you're saying receivers is new. But what Hunter's word was, he was an elite run blocker. He took pride in run blocking. Like you'll see him smiling and then just run block and just like lock lock that person down. You know, they, he took pride in that. So as far as run blocking, no, there, there's no comparison in that. But I mean, as far as like receiving wise, you could kind of see it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I know Heinz Ward had a, obviously a very decorated career with the Steelers. Won a Super Bowl with them, I yeah, believe, was, at man. Ford Field. Is he a part of that team? I'm telling you, like, what was happened? he part of that team when they won at Ford Field versus Seattle? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He he was he was here when they won the Super with Bowl. Jerome Bettis. With Jerome Bettis, yeah, Big Ben. He was their number. He was their number one option with um Plaxico Burst. Yep. Okay. Was it Plaxico? Was Pla- was Plaxico there that year? I think he was. I no, I think Plasco only went with the Giants. I'm trying. I can't tell you. <laughs> but I know, I know, I know. Plasco was on the on the series at one point, but it just yeah, Heinz Ward was there. It was Heinz Ward. So, 
I think we got. Yeah. I, I, I boy, as far yeah. as Amon Ra being a franchise receiver, absolutely. I think he's part of that core for a, for a long run. You know, he's still got uh, three more years of control after this season. So, yeah, most definitely, I think he's and, a franchise. And as as Brad yeah. Holmes said, this is just the beginning. Yep, this is just the beginning. He's gonna get better. He, you're seeing this now, but he's going to get better. He's gonna get a lot better. Here's like our rookie class, man. Like the first round pick is already like a stud, whatever. The second and third round picks, I mean, they've been like Up making plays. You've seen flashes of them. It's nice to see that. But your fourth round pick, Amon Rossi and Brown, looks like a steal. I mean, JBJ, because before that injury, undrafted, huge signing. AJ Parker, undrafted. This draft class as a whole, it's been a really good draft class. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you got for sure, at the very least, I think two guys that are going to be on this team for the next five years, and that's Panay Sewell and Amon Ross St. Brown. I think at the very least you got two guys, and that's really big. I, I think for sure. you probably got more. Than I'm that, just saying at yeah. the very least. I think you're. I think I'm already guaranteeing Panay Sewell and Amon Ross St. Brown. And both of them look like well, Sewell looks like like an All Pro, but Amon Ross St. Brown is he's looking like a star. I mean, I don't want to say he's a star, but he's playing like a star. You can you can say it, man. The last since December. He has top five numbers. There's only a few wide receivers that have better numbers than him since December. I believe Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup. In December? Devontae Smith. Is Devontae Smith playing that well? <laughs> no, Devontae Smith hasn't. No. He Has Jalen Waddle well. playing that well? I know Jamar Chase, obviously, Cooper Cup. Jamar, Waddle, Waddle, had a, Waddle had good a good stretch. Okay. He didn't have a good game today, yeah. but he had a good stretch. <laughs> I think the thing that's really impressive about Amon Ross St. Brown as well, especially in this game, in my opinion, is that even with all those receivers that you're missing and all those like other decoys that you're missing in, like, in a usual game, he still found a way to get two touchdowns and a boatload of yards and was obviously the main, yeah, the main target for today's game. So even when all the attention is mainly towards him, he was still able to have a really big game. And, Seattle is not one of those teams where they have amazing corners. Like they give up a lot of yards, obviously, but I think it's really impressive with what you had out there at quarterback and what what you didn't have out there as far as a you know a receiving core and tight end core to still have a big day like that. And I know people are probably thinking, well, he's the only option. Of course, he's gonna get all those yards. That's a lot easier said than done. When all the attention's focused on you, they're gonna try to not let you do anything, and they're gonna let the other guys try to beat you. And he still found a way to do what he could do. Yeah. Yeah, I I know they had to roll some double teams over to his side. They had to. Mm -hmm. I mean, but yeah, still come out with he had eleven targets, eight catches, one hundred eleven yards, and a touchdown. Two touchdowns. Yeah, two touchdowns. Well, that that was that was in the air, but he had a touchdown on the ground. And then yeah, and had the two point conversion as well. And 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 a two point conversion. So yeah, he's definitely balling out, man. Congratulations. And this 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 is good stuff because you know, see him early in the year. You're like, oh man, like, what kind of players are you gonna be? But we're getting to watch him, you know, blossom. <laughs> you know, with you know, in in front of our eyes right now. This is, I think that's 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 the the great part about it that we're getting to see, like, we're watching him grow as a player. And we're just like, wow, you know, like, like look at him, like he's looking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations to everyone who started him in their fantasy football lineups, including me. I think I, I think I, I, I think I should <laughs> win the fantasy championship today with that. Nice. Whoever whoever played him, Jamar Chase, Rashad Penny. Well, you know, I, you, you know how I told you I was in two leagues. 
I played versus Jamar Chase in one of them. <laughs> you played uh, against Jamar uh, Chase in one league? Yeah, you're done. Yeah. He <laughs> had, I think he put up like 50 points. 50 up. <laughs> he did. He did? Uh, was that G- your yeah. league or that was your smaller league? Uh, that was my smaller league. I was playing Jamar Chase. My big one league, I had Russell Wilson and I had Amon Ross and Brown. So that was obviously very yeah. big. Just if, if you played against um, – Jamar Chase in one of your fantasy league, just don't look at the score no more. Just, just, just exit the app and just call it a day. Just say, all right, I got second place. In the league that I host too, uh, the guy that made the fantasy championship actually had Jamar Chase too, and he obviously won his team. He had Amon Ross St. Brown and Jamar Chase actually. Now I think about it, he had both. Of them. He started both of them. Yeah, both. that's a wrap. Yeah, I think he scored like that's a wrap. One eighty, one ninety. Team. He should have. He should have took out the fan duel or something. That I know. Yeah, I think it Burrow's his quarterback too. <laughs> so his team went off today in the fantasy championship. Yeah. He should have went. To, he should have went to fan duel with that one. Yeah. All right. All um, right. Uh. So so guys. Anything else? That's all I got. You want to bring some people on? Right here. That's it. Or do you want to end all right, it? Yeah. Uh. So listeners, no, I'm mean, listeners. Um, if you have anything about this game you want to share, you want just want to say what's up. We're here. Send a request. Do we have anybody? Do we have anybody? Guess not. All right. Uh, so, oh, wait, 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 wait. I think I saw a request. I did. I see a request now. This is my guy, Monte. I think this is the Rams guy, right? This is the Monte. What's happening, man? Monte, you muted right now, bro. Oh, what's good? What's there good? There you baby? go. What's good? What, what's happening? What's happening, man? How was your Rams, man? Oh. <laughs> Yo, Stafford, Stafford, man. Stafford, Stafford. Yeah, I, I saw that. You know, Stafford give it the way, and Gafford. I mean, Stan Stafford will win it too. So. um it's just who I thought he was to begin with. He's a good quarterback um, who's not elite and will be prone to make mistakes. But with that defense, we're good. Now, I don't know how good we'll be against the good playoff teams. You know, Minnesota didn't have Dalvin Cook last week. Baltimore was all banged up. So, you know, we got away with one. But every team needs um, luck to win. So, But on the Lions, even though, you know, I was in and out because my man Goff didn't play. Uh you gotta like what you guys are building. You gotta like how they play for coach. You gotta like how he took over play calling and and with um input from um Deuce Staley and Oh, that was my fault. Like mute everyone. I apologize, uh, guys. Go ahead. Monty, <laughs> yeah. take yourself on mute. I am so sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, not do that. Let's, let's not do that no more, please. <laughs> that was on accident. No, I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> no, it's all good. But you gotta like what you're building now. I like what I see from Moran Saint um from Brown. Um one free agent that I thought the Lions might want to key on, but it looks like he might have um torn his ACL is um Gallup from Dallas. It, I saw that. Yeah, Damn, man. And Goodwin also blows ACL. So the good thing is you might be able to get them on a cheaper deal because they're coming off injury. But the bad news is they'll be coming off injury. So, But you got to like what you guys are building. And you saw the, what the future looks like without golf. So you need to keep them upright, play them. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, you'll be good. Did you watch Dak Prescott play? And he makes $45 million. I, I, I tweeted. Not, I, 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 I did. 
I would take. I, I saw. I saw some of it. I saw some of the listen, game. Listen, I would they take good. golf over Dak every day of the week, twice on. Sunday. Oh right, hey Pierre, press that button. He had no excuses. He had all his weapons. He's at home. He did. You know, he you is. know who Dallas is? Dallas are the Patriots, but they're not as good, right? Where Dallas beats up on a bad division and gonna win the division, but every time they play against a team outside of the division, they get their lunch handed to them, sort of like Michigan did. Oh man, wow. this is not the podcast to say that, wow. bro. You don't. Hey. This is this is a Michigan. This is a, this is a Detroit podcast. Why would you say that? I'm just calling it like I see it. I just call it like I see it, baby. And when Dallas plays the big boys out, when they're not playing Philly or Dallas or or Washington, Dallas ain't it. And that forty five million dollars, it it forty five million, and he can't be and he can't be Kyler Murray at home. Coming off a four-game losing streak. I mean, the thing is with this, this with the with the Arizona Cardinals, I don't know what they are. Are they good or are they bad? What what the hell are the Arizona Cardinals? Well, I don't believe in Kyler. Does anybody know? He's too small. They do have a lot of injuries, so you give them that. But I think Kyler is just too small. He, he, he's just too small for me. Wait, I don't I don't like their coach. I think their coach. I, said, is I think a, they're a good football team, just a bad coach football team. If they took down Dallas today, so that was a they big did. One they did. Yeah, they came back and took down took out Dallas. I mean, but what are they? Are they good? Are they bad? They're like, good, but they have to have the right matchup in order to advance. Like if they played the Rams, I'm not sure they could beat the Rams. I know they I know mm. they beat us once at the beginning of the year, mm. but I'm not sure if they could come back and do it again. I don't know who they beat, and I don't know if they. I don't think they beat the Niners. If if they get a rematch with Dallas, they might be able to win that one. But outside of that, uh, I think they're a good team, not a not a Super Bowl team. They're not well coached, and McVay has playoff experience. Um, He's been to the Super Bowl. That also makes a big difference too, compared to Kingsbury. He's just yeah, but your boy Stafford got to stop throwing those pick six, bro. I tweeted, hey, I told them, I, I told my guys, I said, man, I mean, Stafford got to stop this. He, got, he has to stop. He's too talented. These turnovers are costly. Yeah, he's too talented to be through, to making these type yeah, of mistakes, no, but, man. No, but that's not it. You can't, it's 13 years in. You, he, yeah. he got like 30 pick six in his career. No, I'm we got to go saying he's too talented. I'm not making excuses for This is for who him. he is. Yeah, I didn't see he wasn't. Monte. That is true. You're right. He is like that. Yeah, I'm just right. saying he's, 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 he's like Brett. He's like Brett Favre, bro. I'm just yeah. I'm, he's a gunslinger. I'm just, and gunslingers like take chances. Just, they throw the ball deep. They take chances. <laughs> they get a pick. They don't care. They'll do it again. He doesn't face yeah. them. That's what you like about it, though. When he throws a pick, I mean, he marched you down the no, field, you right? Don't like he it won sometimes. you the game. <laughs> it phases. Sometimes you, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you don't like it. Sometimes you're like, yo, what the hell? No, but that's like, that's just the way they are. But like like Safford. Like in that game, he threw the ball into triple coverage. Yeah, it was it was yeah. that one, and then he, he threw the ball deep to triple coverage. That, picks, that was bad. The pick six too. He threw it right into Chuck Clark's hands. Mm. Yeah, sometimes you don't see. He's... Sometimes you don't see it. I, I get. Look, I mean, I don't know. All yeah, he, 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 should be, he should be better. All his picks have happened when the Rams are like on the fifteen to the goal line. It's something about when McVay calls that empty set at the ten yard line that either this. The other team know what we're doing, or Stafford just panics because all his interceptions are there. Like 
he'll throw a deep interception, but all his pick sixes are from the 20-yard line and in. So I can't really uh, – I don't really understand it, but other teams have keyed up on it. Like when he has his back to his goal line, he's giving it away, and it's weird. If there's coverage, but, you know, if there's coverage out, like if they're playing a zone, or if let's say there's just a three or four man rush and they're getting home on the offensive line and Stafford's just sitting in the mm-hmm. pocket and he he panics and that's what happens. Yeah, because he's gonna try to throw it in there. If it's a blitz, we've talked about this before. If it's a blitz, he'll you know he'll take the one on one coverage and probably win it because he has the arm talent to make the throw. Right. But if there's coverage and the front four is getting home, that's when he's gonna panic and. You know, yeah, he'll make a stupid decision. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's how he's that's how he's been his whole career. Yeah, yeah, but you do love how the fact he comes, he still comes back and he throws. I'm not, I'm not mad he's at clutch, that. He's clutch, bro. He's clutch. That's yeah. one thing. I can tell you this. Yeah, exactly. Clutch. I could I can tell you that as watching Stafford for many years, if you're down by six or you need a touchdown to score and you have the ball, Stafford, I don't care. If you got 20, 30 seconds, and you're on your own twenty, and you need him to drive down and get you a point. He's gonna do it. Now, question. Now, the one thing that we that a lot of Ram fans have are, are picking up on is that he throws the cup no matter what. Like OBJ is only a red zone target now. I'm, so I'm kind of thinking this was the same way when he had Megatron there that he just threw to Megatron every play. Because it's literally every play is the cup, is the cup, is the cup, is the cup. And it, yeah, you know, it, I'm not going to lie, man. It, it, it was to a point. It was kind of like that. Stafford... It wasn't until we lost that until we we lost Megatron yeah. that yeah that that's when Stafford kind of evolved into a better quarterback when he had to spread the ball around to Golden Tate Marvin Jones um Galladay. you know Galladay his rookie year you know when when we had these guys and he had to spread the ball around we kind of like wow okay he's a better quarterback but yeah he was forcing he did a lot of forcing to Megatron and yeah. it was something that you know if he didn't get to the ball to Megatron enough you hear it from the media. You know, the, the the team would hear it from the media. Oh, Calvin only got five targets. Why did Calvin only get five targets? You know, so they were they were, they were, they were forcing a lot of passes to Megatron. Yeah. Triple That's coverage, only... double coverage, doesn't yeah. matter. Throw, throw it up to Calvin. Yeah. That's the only thing that worries me going into the playoffs is that, you know, teams are – you've got to figure teams are going to double Cup in the playoffs and make him go somewhere else. And will he? Or will he just try and force it to Cup? So, but, you know, keep, keep, our, keep our fingers crossed. Um, Stafford delivers, and you got your quarterback in golf. You saw what it's like without him. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, but you could always you could always upgrade from golf. I can't you can't you can't say that. Yeah, we're we're watching uh, we're watching a we're watching a bad quarterback, a bad backup, right in the replace of golf right now. We're we're watching There's that. A, like, we get that. We get that. A lot of bad quarterbacks out there. Let me tell you. But you you can you can always upgrade from golf. Golf is right. not. There, there's guys better than golf. <laughs> golf is not irreplaceable. <laughs> He's not irreplaceable. Well, he played, see. you know, for the month of football, for the month of December, he played some good football. Well, yeah, that's what he is. He's a good quarterback. I'm telling you, he, he, he plays some good football. Than, He's better than Wentz. He's better than Dak. Uh, he, he for you. you get him some weapons. Uh, I see a lot for you. I see a lot for y'all next year. With golf, and then, 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 but then comes the big decision, right? Because then fans are going to be like, "Yo, let's trade our two picks." Because let's say that Lions win six, seven, eight games. You're not at the top of the draft, but C.J. Stroud and uh, Bryce Young and Bryce Young are out there, and fans are going to be, "Let's trade our first two picks and our number one next year, and move up and get one of those guys." So Bryce it'll be an interesting debate. It will be a 
Very interesting debate next year. If we could find a way to get Bryce Young, man, that is a franchise changer. I'm telling you that right now. It'll be an interesting debate. Very interesting. It's going to be interesting. I mean, you never golf's going to have that – and golf's gonna have that opportunity like you want. You know, he's gonna have more weapons next yeah. year. Like that's a given. Yeah, he he's will. Gonna, they're gonna have a whole other draft okay. class. They're gonna have probably more investments in the free agency class. We'll say <laughs> than what they did this year. So he's gonna have another opportunity. You know, like Monty. Like I want golf to succeed. I just don't see it as a long run. But if he, if he, I, is, I don't see. I honestly feel like he's gonna have a really great year next year. You know, he's gonna have a full year with the same play caller. Same offense, same offense. If he has a great year, then you don't need Bryce more weapons. Yeah. Then you build and, and a run golf. And if you watch, it, it was signed by when when golf first hurt his knee and the fist pound between him and Dan Campbell and the hug they got when he got their first win. That's a good relationship building there. And I think if if Campbell has confidence in him and that relationship continues to grow, I think it's going to be hard to get rid of golf for. A unknown rookie. I mean, I seen, I seen, I seen golf hug McVay like that, but then three or two years later, <laughs> we, three we years later, they get rid of him. They blew him. They blew him out of there. Didn't even give a phone call. The problem was golf was hugging McVay girlfriend too, so you can't, you know, can't do that. Oh, we got some. Yo, that was fake, guys. That was fake. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how real that was. But, no, I, I'm saying the real thing is it, 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 if golf could prove that he could be the French quarterback, I'm not saying yeah. it's going to happen. I don't think it is. But, let, okay, let's play the hypothetical game. Let's say golf proves that he could be a franchise quarterback or he's having right. a really good year and then you say, okay, we build off him. You know how much more valuable that is because then you have figured out the quarterback position and then you have two first-round picks at that point, yeah. your own first-round pick, and then you would have the Rams' first-round pick, and you have so much more yeah. luxury at that point because you figured out the quarterback position and – now you have two first-round picks that you could use to improve on the football team that you don't now have exactly. to quarterback. Or you know how teams love to trade back into the first round. Maybe Holmes trades next year Rams number one for somebody else's number one and a number two or three next year. So there's all infinite possibilities. Yeah, that's if possible. You have, if you have the quarterback position solidified, it makes Oh shit! That was my that was my fault, guys. Oh, I did that. Goodness. I pulled oh, up. I pulled a Pierre. I pulled a oh, Pierre. Yo, my goodness. bad. Yo, unmute yourself, Monte. That was my bad, dog. My goodness. <laughs> my, that was good. my fault, yo. I tried to mute myself, and I ended up muting everybody. I it's pulled a Pierre. My fault, homie. No, but when you when your quarterback position is solidified, that makes it so much easier in the draft because now you don't have to reach for a quarterback. You don't have to Definitely. expend that extra um capital to get one so keep you keep your your fingers crossed you can win with golf and then you build out to the team you get that wide receiver you get a, a edge rusher and this coaching staff i'm just so impressed from watching bill from from the beginning of the year to the end of the year uh aaron glenn is a stud um dan campbell is not a meathead he is a smart coach um, thank you and it and it looks yeah, I mean national. You, you hate when you listen in mass, national media. They don't know anything. They just say whatever the national um, narrative is. But he's proven he's a smart coach. I think Deuce Staley is the leader of men. Ben Johnson might be that new offensive guru. So, hey man, I'll be with. I'll be. I'm telling you, I'm riding with the Lions until golf isn't on the Lions anymore. So, um, I'll be checking I mean, in with y'all. When we first acquired golf, that was the hope for me. It's like. 
I don't think he's going to be the guy, but if he could be the guy, I had the same exact thought process. It makes the process just so much easier. So, you know, my fingers are crossed that he is the guy, but I would have to see a lot for that to, for that to come true. I hope it is true because, like you said, you got all that draft capital that you don't know how to use on a quarterback. So hopefully that ends up being the case, but it'd be a nice surprise from what I, I'm really expecting. Yeah. yeah. And we'll see. Regarding AG, I don't think he's going to be here that long. Maybe another year or two. If we get lucky, too, I think he'll be gone next year. Like, if the defense continues to. Um, well, to I mean, that just, that, just, that just shows a good. That shows that you have a good coaching tree, then, at that point. Yeah, that's that, a good problem to have. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. If your coach is getting hired from another job for a higher role, I mean. You just congratulate him. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, I mean, how many coaches did Bill Belichick lose? How many coaches did Andy Reid lose? How many coaches did Doug Peterson lose? I mean, it's a good problem. I mean, you just—it's a tree. It keeps going. The train doesn't stop. Right. Nope. Not at all. All right, guys. Appreciate I'll be it, Monte. In with y'all next week. Be easy. All right, hey, Monte. Monte. Thanks, man. All right. All right. Do we have any other? Listener that want to come up on the stage and say their piece. If not, we can end the show. We could probably end it. We're a little over, yeah. anyways. Yeah, we can yeah. end it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead. All right. I hope you guys all enjoyed the Twitter Spaces of the Lions Seahawks post game. We'll be live, or not live. Uh, we're gonna record tomorrow for the Lions Seahawks final report card and. Should be up on your guys' feed some point during the week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. So look out for that on your guys' feed. And yep. again, happy New Year's to everybody. It's gonna be our first pod of the year, like official pod. Like obviously the Twitter spaces are on there, but it's gonna be the first official pod of the year. So uh again, happy New Year's, happy holidays, and let's have a great 2022. I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. Like Tyler said, hope you all have had a great holiday, a great weekend, and I'm out. Peace. Yep. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out. Peace.